what do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkandSpill.com. And on this episode of Network and Spill, we're doing a hashtag how did we meet episode. I'm really excited. You guys know this is one of my favorite and classic episodes and segments here on Network and Spill. And it's just a lot of fun to like recap and, and just kiki with somebody who I've met in the past and see what they're up to. I have not talked to this guest in a while. So um, yes, let's go ahead. Let's get right to it. Um, today's guest is somebody who I'm actually going to learn a little bit more about myself because when we met, it was a very quick meeting. We didn't get a chance to hang out for a super long period of time. And I don't think I've seen her since then in, in real life, like in person. So we're going to do a lot of catching up. But she is somebody who, if I were to introduce her, is an online sensation. I know she probably wouldn't say those words, but I think she's an online sensation. She's an own ambassador, which I think is super cool and was something that we talked about a lot. She's on social media and um, has been for a while promoting a number of different things, which we'll get into. Um, she's an author. She's a world traveler. She's a mom. She's a wife. Um, she may be a sibling. I'm not sure. We'll find out. And um, she used to be local to me, actually, in Virginia. Um, so let's get her on so we can have her confirm some of these things and talk about how we met. Introducing Mrs. Tanya Parker. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're so welcome. I'm so glad we actually got to do this. I know it's been a while and we had maybe talked about this before, but I'm glad we actually got to do it. Me too. Gosh, it's been about a year now since we met. It has been. It has been about a year. So do you remember like what happened that day? Absolutely. So we were at Blogger and we were in line and we just started talking. I was actually waiting for someone who I was supposed to do a quick shoot with before Blogger started and she didn't show up and you and I got to talking and you were telling me what you did. And I thought that was very interesting. I love the whole networking thing. Yes. Yes. And I think, I think so blog her was in August. So for those of you who don't know blog, it's blog her. And it was this, it, it is this big blogging conference. It was in New York city. I think it's always in New York city. And it was, was it, it was two days and it was one of the best conferences I think I've probably ever been to. Um, are you going to go this year? I'm not going this year. And you know what? It was actually my first blogging conference. I think it was mine too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, and that venue was absolutely stunning. So just to give you guys like the recap, we literally were on like a pier in in the morning time. It was a summer morning, New York City, right by the Brooklyn Bridge. It was one of the most beautiful venues I have personally ever been to for like an event like that. And we were sitting on the edge of like the pier, like right on the pier. They had this all the sitting room because we were there kind of early. And like she said, she was waiting for somebody. I was just, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was just waiting for the line to open because they hadn't opened the line yet. And we started talking. And it's funny because I was so embarrassed because, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm still obviously embarrassed about it, but you told me what your IG handle was. 
And I went to go look for you and I completely misspelled it. And I felt so ridiculous. Okay, so this is what happened. This is what happened. You were like, oh, okay. So my IG handle is the real chic life. And I said, okay. And so I opened up Instagram and I start typing the real. And then I was like, S, 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 no lie. I was like, S, C, wait, wait, chic chic life and then you were like no c-h-i-c and i was like oh god i can't believe i messed that up i was mortified it was so stupid but i also was just i I don't know what i was doing i guess i wasn't i wasn't thinking but i will always remember that as part of like the how we met story that's too funny well honestly people do that all the time i'm so used to it that it i didn't phase me at all i didn't think anything of it Okay, good. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who's done that um, because I do know how to spell things um, and I'm typically really good about it. But yeah, so now you guys all know her Instagram handle is the real chic life. And I spelled that out. C-H-I-C life. Everything's spelled normal. Um, and you, you, we were just talking. You were really yeah. friendly. I, I don't know who started the conversation, but we just started talking about, you know, where you were from and what you were right. up to. And you told me about your book that you had written and that you had like grown daughters. And I was like, how? It was <laughs> a great conversation. Um, so tell me about what you do and I guess what you're up to now. Sure. Okay. So like you said, I'm, I'm at the real chic life. And so I see a lot on social media, um, but I also have a blog and it's also the same name in my day job though. I'm actually a school counselor and I've been a school counselor for many years. Um, my husband's also in education. He's a school superintendent. So that's really big for us. But I wrote a book about my single mom journey a few years ago. I've been a single mom for 13 years before getting remarried And then that book led me to meet people, you know, kind of all over the country and then some that were actually, you know, not even in the country. So I met people from as far away as Singapore. He said, you know, people don't really talk about single motherhood over here. You know, I'm so happy to have found your book. And that led me to start the blog so I could continue the conversation. And then later it led me to social media as well to just reach more people. We ended up changing the name to The Real Chic Life because by the time all this was actually happening, I was married. (laughs) And so I was constantly saying, you know, well, I'm not a single mom now, but I was, you know, for 13 years. And then I also found that, like, it wasn't just single moms who were interested in some of the topics that I shared. It was kind of all women. So we changed it to The Real Chic Life. So I, I just, I love to empower women. I do a lot of speaking engagements. Um, and workshops and things like that with women. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been quite a journey. And I am an OMAG insider, as you mentioned earlier. And that has just been quite a whirlwind. I know. I see your posts and I'm like, so fancy. So you actually get to work with different brands and sort of showcase whatever it is that they're they're working on or they've got out there as far as like, you know, products and, and clothes or jewelry and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So it, it all started again as with the OMAG inside of things. So they kind of introduced me to a couple of brands. Um, what we do is we support the magazine, obviously. We're all lovers of the Oprah magazine. Um, but we support it and we work with their brands. So different brands that might necessarily, that may um, advertise within the magazine, we may be a part of that advertisement. So it started that way. Um, since then, it's grown and I've branched out on my own. So a lot of the stuff that I do is not directly related to OMAG, but definitely where I got my start. So I make sure I, I pretty much 
every day get uh, some sort of pitch from a company who's interested in working with the Real Chic Life. And I, I'm really picky about choosing things that I feel would resonate with my audience that I would actually use or, you know, that I enjoy. So I don't, I, I'm kind of in a position where I'm really appreciative of the fact that I'm not necessarily chasing money with advertising that I'm able to pick and choose things that are, that really speak to me. And that I think are really valuable to my audience. Yeah. And that makes total sense. Um, and it also sounds like it's really, really kind of fun and cool because, you know, things are changing all the time, right? Not just products and companies and the seasons, but a lot of stuff is changing and it is obviously really, really good to stick with what, you know, people are going to enjoy and like as well. So let's talk about, you, you mentioned too, when I met you that you had written a book. Um, yeah. I know that that's um, like your baby in a way. So tell me a little bit more about that. Right. So basically during graduate school, I kind of had this, I don't know, this epiphany. It was a kind of a tough time with me just balancing everything. I was a single mom at the time. You know, I was a homeowner. I worked full time and I was in graduate school. And I actually, which I don't really talk about as much in the book and I wish that I had, I actually got really sick during that time um, and they couldn't figure out what was going on with me. And so I kind of think it really was, was really stress related because everything was kind of inconclusive, but I did have actual physical symptoms. Um, so anyway, part of that really got me to thinking about how I balance everything and really making sure, I, th I think I've always done a fairly good job of kind of self-care, but there was, there's just times where that becomes even more difficult to do. And so writing the book was kind of, I, I kind of started the book because I wanted to really put a message out there that we don't have to do it all, that we don't have to be super women, um, that it's really important to build a, a team. And I've been asking, or people have been asking me for years, to talk about how I manage to look put together, how I manage, you know, to go back to school or buy a home, how I did all those things. So it was kind of a combination of, of both. It was more, you know, my message of really putting your own mask on first and also kind of sharing different little life hacks. And so with blogging, um, you know, you do that. How often are you putting out content and what, I guess, are your favorite sort of pieces to talk about? Is it self-care or has it kind of shifted over since like you started the blog in the beginning? I think it, excuse me, I think it shifted a little bit. Um, I still definitely have that element of self-care, but I'm really feeling this kind of like over 40 moment. I've worked with a lot of brands that uh, really reach out to women over 40 and I just turned 46. I'm actually a grandma. Um, and so I'm really just kind of that's this whole idea that, you know, younger is always better. I wanted to give other people something to look forward to. I wanted to give, you know, my followers who are 40 plus, you know, just a different way of looking at life and, and this kind of like second season. So I actually have a lot of younger followers, but I, you know, I love when I hear you make me not afraid to get older or I want to be like you when I grow up kind of thing. So I, it's kind of like putting that message out there that there's not an expiration date for women. And so I talk a lot about that kind of like things over 40 now, but I also have that element of self-care as well. And I love that. And I absolutely agree because I'm one of those people. I, I think that you're, I think that if I could describe your page and your vibe, it's very vibrant. So all the clothes, the, the photos that you take, the, the clothes that you wear, I think the colors that you choose, you can tell it's intentional. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, with somebody who, 
I just think it's important to see women doing a myriad of things. You know, we, we can have families, we can have relationships, we can have a blog, we can have this like side hustle or this passion. Um, you know, you're a writer and you do a lot of fashion type stuff. It's just so interesting. And I think it's important for people to see that because on social media, it can seem very, you know, all over the place. And when people mm-hmm. do try to show that, I think it looks really messy because that's what it is. And mm-hmm. I get that. And I like that. But I think it is nice to see sometimes a more polished approach because you don't have to be wild and crazy and messy and all over the place with your life all of the time. I think, you know, as you as you get wiser, as you get older, as time moves on, you learn from your messiness in the past or your disarray. And like you said, your stress, and you can take those lessons and, and do better and make better decisions. And it just seems like your life and the way that you handle yourself is, is true to you and it's organized in a way. And I get to see the good parts and, and you just, you still share a lot about who you are in your captions and in your photos. Like it's not, it's not just like surface level. And so I think it's, I, for me, I, that's one of my favorite things about your page and anybody who follows um, you, I, I feel like would probably agree. I'm not into fashion as much. Like I'm just, you know, I'm just not into fashion as much, but I love fashion. Um, I'm not an architect, but I love architecture. There's a lot of things. And I like fashion because it's art, right? Just like mm-hmm. architecture is art. I love art and it it follows or it falls under that umbrella and with your fashion and with your words and with the things that you're doing I think it's really cool to follow and then to see how you're paralleling it all together Um, because I'm not over 40 yet but I think it's interesting to know what people are doing I've got a lot of women that are in my social circle who are over 40 and um, one of them has a, a beauty blog and they do a lot of YouTubing for makeup stuff. And I think that's interesting. And I've got my Charlene who was on this show recently and she is in tech, has her own tech consulting group. And I think it's important for everybody who's listening to make sure that you have people in your group who are older and wiser than you and also younger than you too. I think it's good to have that like sort of well-roundedness about about your social circle. Do you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, my daughters are actually in their late 20s, actually one's in her early 30s now, which is kind of exciting. And um, for me, because our, you know, our friendship is just, she's probably one of my closest friends. They both are. We're, we're growing up as a single mom, with a single mom, I think makes us all just so much closer anyway. But now that they're young women, we're all like really good friends. So I follow some of their friends. I have younger people on my page. And I agree. I think it's great to have kind of a diverse following so that you can see things from different angles. But what you were saying earlier about the pictures and the, the actual captions, that's really important to me. I love a pretty picture. I do. You know, I know people don't like to always see everything perfect on Instagram. I don't think mine are perfect by far, but I do like a really nice picture. But more importantly, I love to write a caption and I love to tell stories, Um, whether it's something as simple as something that just happened to me or if it's something that happened to me in the past that I love to share. You do. And I remember not too long ago, I think it was on your stories. I love your stories, by the way. That's so, I love stories in general. I think they're so much fun. But your stories are great. I remember not too long ago, you were preparing to go on TV for, was it a news interview that you were doing? It was. It's a local television show called The Round Robin Show. It was so much fun. I had actually prepared to go on there. She had asked me to come and speak about um, the girls groups that I was running at, at a local middle school. Um, I usually do an empowering young women group 
at every school that I work at. And I had just done a workshop for them on, it was actually on social media and self-love. And so we, I had prepared to go on and done all this research and, you know, had all this stats. And I got there and she kind of was like, I don't want to talk about any of that. I've been reading your blog and I love it. And I love your Instagram and I want to talk about that. So, you know, the topics, which obviously it was something that I could speak to on the, off the cuff, but it wasn't what I had prepared for, but it was so much fun. And I just absolutely loved that interview. I loved watching it. And I loved like you getting prepared. Cause I remember you getting in the car um, before you went and like, I could feel the nerves because, mm-hmm. you, and you said that, and I'm like, see, this is what, like, that's true life. That's true life. You looked fantastic. Cause you had had all your makeup done and your outfit was ready. I think you were wearing like this hot pink because that's my color. Yes. I was like, yes, I love it. And you were super nervous and you were kind of like talking, you're, you were talking to us, but you were also talking to yourself because mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go in here and it's going to be great. And then I was waiting. I was like, okay, what time is it? I want to see how, cause like now I'm invested. And so right. I went in and then you came back and you're like, it was so good. And your whole face, just, you could tell, like you were, you're lit up and you could see that the stress had just melted. And it was mm-hmm. almost like, you know how sometimes you do something and you're super nervous and then you feel silly afterwards, but mm-hmm. it's like a facial expression. You had that because you were like, you just looked so energized from it. And it was just really cool to watch. So I think, you know, to your point, the realness is, is great. And I think that shows it shows really a lot about who you are and how you handle things. But I mean, my memory is absolute trash. And I remember that. And that was what months, like it was a while back. It wasn't it like, was a while back. It was, I think it was in April. <laughs> that was months ago. So, you know, kudos to my memory, but it's, I think it's, you know, people plant little seeds in, in your, in your brain when you're scrolling. And when you have people who are of value on your feed, they leave more of a lasting impression, I think maybe is my point. So um, I love your IG stories. I know you were just traveling um, quite a bit. You went to like a million different places in the last <laughs> month or so, right? I did. Well, thank you for that. That's so sweet. And it's so funny that you remember that even down to the details of what I was wearing because I almost forgot. (laughs) Um, Yes, we have been traveling. We were, we went to Boise, Idaho and I actually went there. That wasn't for work. That was actually my husband's work. Um, It was the urban superintendent's conference and the wives um, all attend. But I had, there were some other OMAG insiders that lived nearby. I had one who lived about 45 minutes away and she came, we'd never met in person and she came and met me for lunch and we just talked like old friends. It was fabulous. And that's one of the things that I love about this kind of network of women, um, whether you meet them through social, through a group or, you know, just randomly on your page. And then there was another woman who also lived in Idaho and I had no idea how far away she lived. And I just said, you know, Hey, I'm going to be in the area. And she wrote me back and said, well, you're going to be about seven hours away, but we're still going to come. And I thought, are you kidding me? So her and her significant other, they came, they stayed at our hotel, they had dinner with us and breakfast with us. It was lovely. And again, these are people who I first met through social media, which was just, it was just fantastic. So that was a great trip. We loved being in Boise. And then after that, I, the very next day I, I arrived home, the very next morning I flew back out. I took my mom to see Wendy Williams. Uh, my mom is a huge Wendy Williams fan. She loves Wendy like I love Oprah. And um, I never got a chance to see the Oprah show when it was filming. 
And it was just, you know, a big dream of mine. And it was kind of one of those, well, one day when, and, you know, once I finish graduate school and the kids are this or that, well, I'll go. And I did, obviously she stopped filming before then. And so I didn't want my mom to miss her opportunity. You know, I don't know how much longer Wendy's, Wendy's going to be on the air, but um, I flew her to New York and we went to the show and it was, it was so much fun. Just a great time. And unfortunately, <laughs> we're on camera a lot. I guess fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. But it's funny to watch yourself. But it, it was it was a great time. And then right after that, we took a vacation to Jamaica for my birthday. So that was also really, really nice, really relaxing. Yeah, it looked like it was. And you had like some fancy dinners on the water. I was like, what? <laughs> it looked fantastic. It was a great time. It really was. Yeah. Also, shout out to uh, Wendy Williams. Hopefully she's listening. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of Wendy Williams. It's funny. People love her. I enjoy her quite a bit. I think I agree with you. Oprah is like, you know, she's she's numero uno. Um, but what I love about Wendy is she is she keeps it real and you never know what she's going to say. And I think, you know, that's to me, that's it brings a little bit of suspense to a lot of what she does. And I, I'm so glad that you were able to take your mom. Um, I think we all have shows like that where, where we're just kind of, we're big fans. I know my sister, she's a big fan of Pioneer Woman. Now she doesn't do her shows live, like in a studio audience, but I know if she got to meet her at a book signing or something, she would just be smitten to meet, uh, the Pioneer Woman or even, um, Barefoot Contessa or Rachel Ray. She just, she loves the cooking channel and a lot of those chefs on there. So, you know, we all have our, our people and it's good to go see them. So I'm glad you got to do that. Absolutely. And I actually love all the women that you just mentioned as well. <laughs> I am not into cooking. And so I struggle, um, but I do, I like it, I guess, because she likes it. And, you know, it's just one of those things where if she got the opportunity, like you said, I would totally go with her to the book signing. Um, just because I think it's, it's, it's always, if you get the opportunity to meet somebody who you admire or you enjoy, um, you should do it. And I'm also really glad that you had some people that were willing to drive, you know, that far to meet with you and to hang out with you. I think that's, that's a testament to, I guess, how you show up online and how you communicate with others and then the, the sorts of valuable relationships that you're actually making. So I'd love to talk about that because, you know, obviously we talk a lot about networking on the show, but how do you meet and sort of engage with people and take it from a surface level, sort of maybe cordial Instagram conversation, the DMs to like a real full-fledged friendship that may last for a good while? Well, you know, I, th I think that's the number one thing about being on social media, and I think a lot of people miss the mark with this, is that you really do need to be social. People spend so much time trying to, like, outsmart the algorithm or um, do this or that to kind of get themselves out there. But the real thing that you need to do is just really engage with people. And I really just truly have built... I feel like a community where we do that. Like I know people's names. I don't necessarily have to click on their link to go back to find out who they are. And I make sure that I say that when I'm commenting back to them. So when they comment, I comment right back. Um, and sometimes I share, you know, I, I shared my, even my teen mom story, which was um, in the Oprah magazine at one point. And so I share some pretty, you know, pretty significant things about my life online and people share back. Uh, you know, I've had people, who talked about their battle with alcoholism or, you know, their fear of flying on one at a post where I might be talking about traveling. People put themselves out there. And when they do, I make sure that I acknowledge that. 
Um, when I first got on, I wasn't really sure how this all worked and people would leave comments and I would think, oh, that's a nice comment and just keep moving. And now I realize that it's so important to say something back. You know, people are, you know, yes, we're all scrolling through as quickly as we can, but when people take the time, they get nothing out of double tapping your photo or commenting on your page. They get the same benefit without doing that. They see your picture. They can read your, your caption without doing those things. But the reason that they're doing that is because they want you to see it. And so when they do that, you need to give something back. And so in doing that, I've gone to their pages um, and I go to people's pages and comment whether they have five followers or, you know, 500,000 followers. I treat everybody exactly the same. And so I've just built a community um, that way, just really engaging and being social and being, being authentic and open. Mm. And I, I think that's very, very crucial and something that I, I'm going to be talking more about over time because I find that it is something people struggle with. You know, we're on social media, we're posting as entrepreneurs or as bloggers, and there's so much pressure to beat that algorithm. And there's so much like, like chasing, you know, we're mm-hmm. chasing likes, we're chasing, we're chasing engagement. And it's, yeah. it even got to the point where one, when they added, I don't know if you remember, but at some point they added the whole, you've got to have four words, right. For it to count mm-hmm. as like real engagement or whatever, before they boost mm-hmm. your post. And yeah. so for those of you who aren't in the Instagram, like funnel, what that means is um, when you post something on Instagram, um, you want somebody to post back, to post a comment that's four words or more. Because if they do that, then Instagram sees it as a real comment, as a real person, and not as a bot because the people were paying to have bots go and sort of automatically comment on people's photos, which was a total disaster and did not work very well. Um, so they were like, well, you have to have four words or more. The problem with that is a lot of people, when they found that out, they were commenting four words, but they weren't always being authentic or you know, it didn't always make any sense. And mm-hmm. so when you have real engagement, when somebody really does take the time to comment, it means a lot more than, you know, I guess it did before um, because okay. people could have just said anything. Um, and most people don't know that about the algorithm. And that may change at some point again, right? Because they're thinking about taking away the likes, but mm-hmm. engaging on social media is such an under talked about thing. And it's one where I think a lot of us are out here posting and trying to get eyes and ears on our content, but we're not doing the behind the scenes work to engage or to even engage back. Um, When somebody does take the time to say, hey, I love your outfit or hey, your hair looks amazing or hey, what's that lipstick that you're wearing? And then Mm -hmm. to not respond back, it's like, okay, but a lot of people don't respond back and a lot of people don't actually go to other people's pages. You know, they're just going to peruse or to be nosy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or to gain, you know, insight on what other people are doing, they're not going to to be of value and to show up for other people. So I think that's a really important thing, and I'm glad that you said that because it doesn't take much time. It doesn't. It doesn't. I think you know you spend a lot more time again going back and saying, "Well, how many likes do I have?" Mm-hmm. or "What's she doing over there?" when you could actually be building authentic relationships. And you know, that's the other thing. Even with the brand work that I do, I never post to the brand. I never think about exactly what the brand would want. I always think about what would my audience benefit from? What do they want to see? You know, what are my true feelings about this and how would that resonate with them? I always think about my following. I don't really think about the brand. And inevitably the brand is happy because the brand, that's what they want. They want to see again, an authentic post. They want to see engagement from your friends and family and even strangers. Um, And they want to see that conversation going back and forth between the two of you. So, you know, I, I find that sometimes I 
see toasts where people are just saying like, oh, here's this and it's great. And, you know, they want a little bit more than that. Um, and so I, again, always want to tell a little bit of a story. And it's, you know, it's so funny because sometimes my friends, they know that if we have a conversation, it may end up on Instagram. <laughs> I won't out them, but, you know, I may say, you know, hey, I went to breakfast and this person didn't recognize me because I was wearing athleisure and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you shared that or, you know, that's so funny. Or I might talk about a time where I was walking around a fancy party and I didn't realize that I, you know, my heel had caught my jumpsuit and I had a hole in it or something. I, I talk about my life in that way. And, you know, if you're part of that, you might show up in the story. Not your name, but I'll talk about you. Yeah, I, I'm definitely known to, to do something similar and I have people who do that too. And I think it's great. I think it's great because again, it goes back to um, being realistic, being relatable, and it just, it does something to the story, right? It adds value to the story in a really strange way because it just, it makes it memorable, you know, but there's a lot of people talking about a lot of the same stuff. There's a lot of people wearing a lot of the same stuff, um, mm -hmm. whether it be a lipstick, whether it be a hair brand or whatever. Like there's a lot of people doing a lot of the same things. And so it's good to put your personality in there. And I think that could be said for really anybody um, listening. It doesn't matter if you're um, in social media at all, or if you're in the entrepreneurial space or the blogger space, you could be somebody working a consultant job. Um, or any sort of nine to five job. There's going to be a lot of people who possibly have your title or have a similar background to you or have similar interests as you, but they're not you. And you can mm -hmm. put your own spin to whatever it is you're doing and make your own mark and really stand out amongst colleagues, amongst leadership. Um, when you go places and you're meeting people, I think it's important to kind of brand yourself in a way. Absolutely. So can you talk just a little bit about when you were going through your journey of, of owning who you were and learning who that person was. Um, what were some of the maybe thoughts that you had that weren't true or some of the hurdles you had to sort of oversee because you were going through all of this, you know, essentially by yourself or you had your kids, but for a long time, it was just you. And I'm sure, like you said, it was stressful, but when you were dealing with the internal and then showing up for other people, not just your kids, but, you know, your friends and whoever else is in your life. How did you manage that and really learn who you were kind of along the way? Right. So I think I've always been kind of a strong-willed person. So instead of being, you know, the kind of person that says, oh, I can't do this, that people have to kind of talk me into it, I've kind of been the opposite. I'm more, you know, I talk about in the book how when I decided that I was going to go back to school, my dad was like, who was fabulous and, and just my biggest supporter. Um, but he, he said, well, you know, you can't do that. You've got two kids. And I'm like, Oh really? Like watch me. So I've kind of always been like the, the person who was like, okay, if I'm not supposed to do this, I'm, I'm definitely going to do this. So if people think I can't do it, I'll definitely do it. So I've always been a little bit headstrong, um, that way, you know, so I don't really necessarily know. I feel like I've kind of always, I've been, I've had a good idea of, of who I was and what I was capable for and some of it. I'm not really sure where that came from, um, but that's just kind of always been part of my personality. Um, my mom will tell stories about even when I was, you know, a very small child and, and I would say things that, you know, would cause people to go, oh, wow, you know, she's got, you know, she's got something special there. So I think I've always kind of been very much, I can do this. And again, Getting sick in that way was probably a, 
a kind of an eye opener for me. And it was like, wait a minute, maybe, maybe there are some things that I definitely need to do different. And so I also talk about, um, in the book and definitely on the blog where I went through kind of a year of no, because I've always been the kind of person that always wanted to show up to everything and do everything and be everything. And having that experience made me realize that I couldn't, I couldn't do it all. I just, I couldn't show up to every single, you know, I can be everybody's bridesmaid. There was a time where I was in everyone's wedding. Um, I couldn't show up at every party and sometimes I would show up to things and then I would resent being there. And that's just kind of not what, that's not the energy that you need to bring. So I learned to stop saying yes so much and I can do everything. And I learned to kind of start saying no a little bit for a little while. Um, I got really good at no's, which I had not been good at before, but just really kind of preserving my energy and realizing that I, you know, I had to pick and choose what I could show up for. It couldn't be everything. And that makes absolute sense. Um, spreading yourself too thin is something that I think a lot of women do, especially you know moms and people who are busy and whose time is really valuable and, and really needed at the same time. Um, that's a lot. Um, but I'm glad that you you said that about your personality. I think a lot of us have things about our personality and they're there when we're little, mm-hmm. which to me I think is so interesting that a lot of the things that end up being the strongest parts of who we become are things that were there the whole time, like that exemplified themselves in different ways when we were a kid. Um, I know Mm -hmm. that to be true for myself. And so I think that I'm glad that you said that because I think it's important. I think a lot of us downplay that and we don't even think about it half the time. We're like, Oh, you know, you know, and, and people who grew up around you know this or who were there when you were growing up know this, but they don't always talk about it either. So, Mm -hmm. um, I do believe that everybody who's listening has something about them that they've had in them and that has always been a part of their personality since they were a kid that has now in adulthood um, and as they've sort of blossomed into the world been something that they still kind of hold on to. Now, that could probably maybe also be something that's not so great Um, because being headstrong is different than being hardheaded and being hardheaded isn't always super great. Um, so you have to be careful as to whether that's a a positive trait or something that's helpful in your life or not. But, um, I think for people who are trying to meet other folks, you've mentioned being social and showing up for people, being authentic online and in general, um, and then making space in your life for somebody else. And it's not just about you. It's not just about you. It's not just about the brand. It's not just about the gram or the photo or the look. Um, it's about more than that. It's about the people who are watching and who are interested and how you feel and what you're going through and not just the superficial kind of shallow stuff. And I think that's so, so, so important. Um, I think this is going to be super valuable for a lot of people who are doing things like that online. Um, but I also think as far as learning about who you are and how you've sort of grown into that, um, that's important for everybody whether you're an entrepreneur, or Instagrammer, or a blogger or not. Um, and I try to make sure that I say that because people sometimes struggle figuring out how it relates to them. And so I try to make sure whenever people say stuff like that and it's kind of siloed into one app or one genre or one entrepreneurship realm that I, I talk about the different sides of it because uh, this is a side hustle. A lot of us are doing side hustles. So this isn't like our only like thing that we're doing. We have another life. We have a life that's, I guess, more quote unquote conventional in the sense that we're showing up at a job or we're, we're helping people in this way um, that everybody sort of understands. But I do think that in your career, it's important to make sure that you're doing a lot of this stuff too. And that as you learn who you are and you learn more about who you are, you use that to your advantage. 
in a positive way. In a positive okay. way. Um, I totally. No, go ahead. So I completely agree with that. And I, I just wanted to say too that I think that all of us, you know, we look at people online and there's this whole, which I don't even know that I necessarily love this word, but this idea of somebody being an influencer, but we're all influencers. I can remember things that you said to me during that very first meeting. And I want you to know that I ended up getting a Peloton bike after hearing you talk about one. So it's not just, you know, people, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. You influenced me to get one of those. So, you know, any meeting that you have with someone, you have an opportunity to you know, influence in a positive way. It doesn't have to be on Instagram. That's so funny. I can't believe, I don't even remember talking about Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. I think that speaks to the point though, that, you know, we influence in a lot of different ways. And just like, you know, again, I agree that influencing online is one thing. Influencing in real life, can be another thing as well. You don't need Instagram to be an influencer and to influence people's right. lives. Um, I think sometimes it's better for you to not be on the internet and influencing people um, mm-hmm. because, you know, let's say we talk about Peloton, that's different than me posting about it. Um, maybe mm-hmm. on social media, if I had like, you know, some sort of deal with Peloton or whatever, that's going to be a different conversation than mm-hmm. me sort of chit-chatting with you about it. So yeah, I think we all have, and I think we all have a responsibility to influence in, in ways that are benefiting society um, and benefiting the people around us because we really need more of that right now. Absolutely. So who is your favorite Peloton like instructor? I like Robin Arzon. Who's, saying the, who's the second one? Robin, I think her last name is Arzon. Oh, her like, yes, yes, yes. Well, she's taking a break right now. Is so, she? Yeah, she's she's taking a break right now. Um, she just got married, and she's so cute. Aw, she is yeah. so cute. I love her. I so I, I usually, I always felt like these classes. I'm not doing as many of the ones that are, like, live. Um, I don't know. My timing just always seems to be off, but I do all the ones that are on demand. And I've also started running with her as well because, you know, oh, you're wow. using the Peloton app. I took it with me to Jamaica, and I was able to do some running on their treadmill with, um, with the Peloton app. So I love it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, no, I love Robin. Robin is, she's a little aggressive, but she- I like that. <laughs> in the best way. In the best way. I love Robin. And then all of, all of the instructors are very um, open to talking on the on social media. So like if I do a ride, I'll take a screenshot or a photo and I'll tag them. And they always respond. They always say good ride or whatever. They're always super, super supportive. But Robin is one of those women. And um, yeah, she, she said- on social media the other day, she was taking a break to get her, her eggs frozen. And I was like, okay, honesty okay. and transparency. Yeah. Um, she just put that out there. And again, I think, you know, when you have the, the courage to speak up about your truth, I think it opens up the door for other people to do the same thing and for people to support you. And I think it's just so cool. I'm like, wow, we live in a world where we can say that on social media out loud as, you know, somebody that tons of people follow. And she's going to be encouraged and we're going to hold space for her and we're not going to, you know, judge her, condemn her or anything bad because there's just really no room for that. Like, I'm sure she got somebody who was complaining that she wasn't on the, on the bike or whatever for rides this month. But I just thought that was so brave of her and so cool to see her say. That is, that is. And that's one of the things I like about even taking her classes. Again, she tells stories. She talks about her life. She shares um, during the course of, you know, giving it to you on the bike, but, but she's still very supportive and encouraging as well. So 
Yes. So if you guys are interested in the Peloton, um, there's a lot of Peloton instructors. If you're into fitness, whether you're into cycling or running, there's some yoga folks on there now. Um, boot camp. I mean, there's something for everybody on Peloton. I'm not like a Peloton sponsor or anything, but, <laughs> but you, you encouraged me to get one. So I thank you for that. Because they're amazing. They're, it's an amazing community. It really, really is. I am not, and I don't think I have ever been a huge, well, I've never been a, a huge cardio person, um, but I've never been like a big biker. I just don't really care for it. And my dad had one. He got one years and years ago. And, you know, we were just like, whatever, dad. And then social media picked up like two or three years after. He has the first generation after. Yeah. Um, he had his bike. That's when it got popular on the internet and social media started to get um, really popular with it. And that's how I became to fall in love with it. And I would just hopped on one day and I said, I'm just going to do it. And I did. And I love Robin. I love Alex. I love Alex because he's just so beautiful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's so beautiful. Um, I love Allie Love. She's one of my favorite Instagrammers too. Um, And Jesse, we love Jesse. And Hannah, those are like my faves, but um, I digress. Let's get back. So um, I really want to sort of end on talking a little bit about what you have in the pipeline, like what's going on for you for the rest of 2019. Well, you know, the interesting thing, I'm, I'm actually doing right now a campaign with Sarah Vital. Um, I actually posted that today and it's um, basically it's a, it's a nutritional supplement that I've been taking that is fabulous. So I'm really excited about that. I don't know what else is going to come from that. I hopped on a call with them the other day, um, but I did do some Instagram footage for them, which I'm really excited about this, this new supplement. It has me having tons of energy and helped me through my, my crazy three trip um, process. So I'm going to continue to take that and see how that goes. And I just shared that with my friends and followers on, on Instagram today. I really never know what's going to be next because like I said, every day I open my inbox and there's something new. And so it may be from a brand that I've worked with. Um, I don't have any major trips coming up right now, but again, that changes all the time. I am speaking in Atlanta um, in early spring next year at the um, Influencers of Midlife Conference. And I'll be talking about diversity and why that's important um, to brands. So I'm really excited about that. That's one of my favorite things to talk about. I love to talk about diversity, not just um, diversity in like with nationality or, or ethnicity, but also age. And so I'm, I'm really excited to address that topic coming up. So we'll see. Um, I've gone to Oprah's favorite thing, tears in a row, so fingers crossed. I'm going to put it out there in the universe that hopefully I'll be invited again this year. Those are things that happen a little a little later in the fall. So we'll see. I never know. It's, it's always fun. There's always an invitation to attend something or to be a part of something. And I'm always just open to that. I like to, to say I'm open to creative possibilities. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, the Atlanta event sounds fantastic. Have you been to that event before? I haven't. It's my first time attending and I'll be speaking. I was actually supposed to be um, speaking in the um, over the Fierce Fierce 50 conference that's coming up in in California, but my daughter's actually due on the same day that the conference was going to be running. Mm -hmm. So um, I had to bow out of that one. So I'm, I'm excited to do the influences of midlife. Nice. Okay. Well, congratulations on you're going to be a grandma again. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. I know your grandson is so cute. I see him on your social media. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Wait, do you have one or two grandsons? I have actually have two, and this will okay. be the third one. So I'm okay, going to have little thought. boys coming out of my ears. So, yeah, they're very close in age. So sometimes people think that they're, you know, it's one or the other, but yeah, the they're super person. cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aw. So that's my mom's like absolute dream. So there's four girls in our family and she's like, whoever has the first boy, it's mine. And we're like, um, <laughs> okay. Um, so she would just, uh, she would lose it if we all had boys. Um, but that's amazing. So I'm glad, I'm glad you have a lot of stuff going on and yes, let's keep the vibes open for Oprah's favorite things. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it really is. It really so, is a fun can time. You, can you talk a little bit about what that's like? Right. So um, it's a little different than the actual television show. Now the people who are invited tend to be um, either people who work with the magazine, sponsors, people who in some way are connected with the Oprah magazine. And for the last couple of years, the first year I went, I was invited because I was actually in the December issue. I did an ad for Pandora magazine with two other Omega Insiders. And so we were invited because we were in that month's issue. But basically... Oprah was there for that one, which was fabulous. We actually did tequila shots with her. Um, I'm not even a big shot person, but when Oprah tells you to do a shot, you do it. So Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, But Adam Glassman and Gail King go through all of the different items that are on her list. And they just share them with the audience. Honestly, I don't know how many people were there. I'd say between 50 and 75 the first time, maybe. Um, and they have food and drinks. And it's just, it's just, there's so much energy in the room. The people that are there are amazing. And they just go through all the items and they talk about them. And we share a little bit through social. I went live during that time. I think it was actually my first time going live. And we get to go home with many of those items. The first time there were so many things I had to fly them home um, because I was actually flying out the very next day to go to LA because I was a part of the the NYDJ Inspiring Women campaign. So I was leaving New York and flying right to LA. So I didn't even have, I wasn't able to take it home with me. So I had to have it shipped home. And I did that, which was very sweet. Um, And then the second time I went, because I was nominated for the team award, um, three ladies were chosen, three Omega Insiders um, for, you know, just being the most inspiring team players. And so I was able to go again. And again, it was fantastic. Oprah was not there that time, but Gail is lovely and Adam so much fun. So it, it was fabulous. Yeah. It's, sounds it's, fabulous. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I'm incredibly jealous. I'm sure everybody <laughs> listening is incredibly jealous. Um, that's super, super cool. Um, so I did want to make sure I'm aware. So you were, when I met you last year, you were based in Virginia, right? Right. And I actually still am in Virginia. When I met you last year, I was right outside of Fredericksburg, a place called Caroline County. So we were closer. Um, And then my husband took a superintendency in a place called Newport News, Virginia, which is very close to our hometown of Virginia Beach. So we moved home, which is nice. Um, You know, in this area, we call it the Hampton Roads or the Seven Cities. And so Newport News is one of the seven cities that's just connected to our hometown. So I get to see my friends and family a lot more often. I am a little further from my daughter and the grandkids now, but I just left there this past weekend. So I still travel to Northern Virginia quite a bit. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. For some reason, I thought you had gone south-south, but you just went a little south on 95, not too far. Right. Exactly. Okay, cool. All right. Well, you all know where to find Mrs. Parker on The Real Chic Life on Instagram. Um, So where else are you on social media? Do you have any other places or what's your blog website link? All this will be in the show notes, by the way, but in case you're on your phone right now. 
Sure. So I am, uh, I do have a blog that's the same name. So it's therealchicwife.com. Okay. Okay. And I actually just, well, I won't say just, I've been on about a year. Um, and I was really hesitant to kind of get on Twitter. I thought maybe I'd sort of missed the boat on that. Maybe it wasn't as popular, but I love Twitter and I'm really finding my voice on Twitter. There's just so many witty people there. Um, and I know there's some snarky people too, but it's just so much fun. I, I've really enjoyed Twitter. So that's kind of my new second favorite Instagram's my, my baby, but, um, I like, I like Twitter a lot too. So the blog, the Twitter and the Instagram, I also have a Facebook, Facebook page, which is the real Unfortunately, I'm not like, kind of post other articles there and I post my blog post there, but I'm not quite as active on Facebook as I am on the other two channels. Okay. And so what's your Twitter handle? It's at the real chic life. Perfect. Okay. So I will have all this in the show notes, but if you are um, interested in connecting, definitely add her on whatever social media platform you like. Um, if you like this episode and you like the conversation or you want to talk more about Oprah's favorite things, um, definitely, definitely hit us up on social. Um, you know, my social is Whitney Danielle Coaching and Networkinsville on Instagram. I've got two accounts there. I'm also on Twitter. And you know what? You're never too late for Twitter. I was so against Twitter for so long. My youngest sister is 12 years younger than me and she was obsessed with Twitter and everything that she was obsessed with. I was like, all of it, Snapchat, Twitter. And then now I eventually became like a Snapchatter for a long time. And I was obsessed with Snapchat. And then Twitter, I was like, wait a minute. I was the same way as you. I'm like, this is amazing. There are so many funny, I go, I go on Twitter and within like two to four minutes, I'm laughing at something because me too. that funny. The content is so fantastic. And I just, I laugh and I feel like people on Twitter end up saying a lot of the stuff that you were thinking at some point. And Mm -hmm. I just, I love it. So I think my handle on Twitter is um, Whitney DC life. And um, I love Twitter. So I'm with you 100%. And we will definitely check out the blog to see what you've got coming up um, over at therealchiclife.com. And yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me, Whitney. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and we'll definitely do a Q&A for anybody who wants to talk about anything that we've mentioned, um, anything that we've mentioned on this episode, or if you go to one of um, Tanya's pages and you see something and you're like, ooh, I want to know more about this, then take all of that to our Instagram Live that we'll probably do on Monday. So this airs on Thursdays. This will be a couple of days afterwards and we'll go live at some point. We'll announce it and we'll hop on and just kind of chit chat for a little bit and talk about stuff, do some Q&A. Maybe we, sometimes we forget something in the actual episode and we'll talk about it on the live. So um, I always remember after I'm done hitting record. So um <laughs> If we think of anything, we'll bring it um, to the conversation, but definitely bring your questions and any sort of feedback you have. If you know somebody who's an online influencer or who's in, I don't know, the blogging world, definitely share this episode with them. Make sure you're subscribed and you've given us five stars somewhere on Apple Podcasts. And um, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And thank you again, Natanya. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Whitney. All right, guys. Cheers.